0: what's up everybody welcome back to the doghouse rules podcast i know it's been a minute uh it is truly fantastic to be on the airwaves with you again i want to introduce a man who needs no introduction quinn anderson quinn how are you uh i really missed doing this with you so i'm um, looking forward to this truly
1: oh jamie i'm, I'm doing great i'm happy to be here um, happy to be back, you know. I I, I kind of feel like at this point the whole like coming and going and having no real upload schedule of any kind um is kind of on brand for us, right? And I think that like if we just started uploading consistently, I think the I think the audience would freak out at this point.
0: Yeah, it might be uh, too much too fast, you know. So we gotta Well, speaking of too much too fast, I oh, yeah. uh, I think
1: what we need to do is we need to talk about. Um, everything that's coming at fast at us, right? Because we're in the middle of training camp now, Jamie.
0: So it's it's been uh, quite a busy summer, and uh, you know there's been a lot of hype going on with a lot of these teams, and a lot of um, concerns, I'd say, have uh, kind of emerged during this off season. So we've we've got a lot to cover here today, Quinn. And uh, I think there is a, a wonderful game we could play that you mentioned to me a couple minutes ago. Why don't you
1: tell us how how it might work? We're, we're gonna play we're gonna play a little game called Training Camp Hype Trains. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of go back and forth because my personal favorite part of the offseason, now that we're finally, you know, we're back, we're here, is training camp storylines. It's the it's the perfect uh it's the perfect breeding ground, right, for fantasy uh thoughts, fantasy hopes, um, fantasy busts, if you will, right? Because the season hasn't started yet, teams aren't locked in and Everybody wants to figure out who's up next but the question is is um are these are these hype trains true Jamie or are they just a bunch of horse shit and I think that's what we should do I think we should just sit around um and laugh about them and we're going to we're going to we're going to dissect uh which ones which ones you should take stock in and Jamie without further ado I want to find out what you think of the Brandon Ayuk hype train going on over in the San Francisco Bay so for what kind of little backstory the hype train right now is that brandon Ayuk, you know he's basically being talked about like he's like the second coming of christ right like he he's being hyped up like justin jefferson over there but um i personally don't see it do you see it jamie i think there's too many mouths to feed over there
0: yeah it's kind of tough i'm gonna say it's bs because uh i i just don't see how they can feed him reliably uh and you know They have Christian McCaffrey, they have Debo Samuel, they have probably other pieces. George Kittle, you know, who kind of, he's a blocker sometimes, he's an elite tight end sometimes, and um, I just don't know if Brandon IU can fit in alongside those pieces when McCaffrey especially is such a target monster out of the backfield. But, you know, uh, maybe if he was on another team, it would be a different story because I trust the athlete being very talented, but I just don't think the target share is there so i'm kind of out on this one unfortunately
1: my um i agree with you my favorite analogy that i've heard about brandon ayuk is he's like that really good actor who's like the seventh role in a movie who just is never going to be the star but they're like you know if this was like like a like a like a kids theater you would be the star you know what i mean like he just doesn't compete with those guys i um the other thing about ayuk is i think that the problem is he came on strong at the end of the year last year. And I think that a lot of that was just because Debo wasn't ready to go this last season. I think that Debo is about to have a big bounce back here. I think that the McCaffrey demands targets. I think that Purdy seems to like to throw to Kittle. I mean, there's really only so many mouths to feed, even if um, he is that talented. And I just don't know what kind of ceiling he can have, even even if he's as good as Jerry Rice.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of great points there. And uh, I think that Debo did have a down year last year. uh, And I don't expect that to happen again. Um, I, I, I think that the nice thing about a Shanahan offense is that, you know, where the targets are going, it's just going to be very specific. So it's going to go to Debo. It's going to go to McCaffrey. It's going to go to George Kittle on some games, but it's kind of the rest. And I'd, I'd include Ayuk in that category. Um. It, it, you don't know if he's going to get targeted. You just don't unless Debo were to be out. So I think Ayuk is maybe like an elite handcuff wide receiver. If that's a real thing, but um, (laughs) still, you know, that's something he's, he's definitely got value. I just don't know if he's going to get that fantasy goodness for fantasy managers this year.
1: Probably not year round at least.
0: Yeah. Inconsistent I'd say, but you know, I, I trust the athlete. Like I said, I'm sure he's in the best shape of his life and all that. I've got one. All right. So, you know, all offseason, people have really been hyping up the Colts, uh, specifically because of their quarterback, Anthony Richardson. And that's pretty much the only reason. In fact, the rest of the team seems to be kind of disintegrating as we speak, uh, the Jonathan Taylor drama. Um, so what I want to ask you, Quinn, is um, do you buy the hype on Anthony Richardson? Will he be able to overcome all this uh, quagmire and all these issues uh, in the Colts organization?
1: for fantasy football i'm gonna say that the hype on anthony richardson might be true and here's why i think anthony richardson's complicated because he's quite literally the most athletic quarterback to ever play the position ever It like he's 240 pounds and he's he runs like a 4'4. like that's just not really a thing um he also has a really incredible arm and there's a lot of reason to believe that Uh, his struggles at Florida were not so much his fault. Um, But then again, he had the worst completion percentage in college football when he was a quarterback. He's not good at the position. The only reason he's being drafted the way he is, is because of his rushing potential. Um, And I get it. That's, that's great for fantasy football. I understand. It's just, I don't think he's a very, I don't know if he's going to be a very good real life quarterback and I don't think he's going to start. So I think that if you're buying in on the hype, you're 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 hoping he has a Justin Fields type coming on, um, and that that happens in his rookie year, and that might happen. I don't know. I really don't. What do you think? I
0: think Justin Fields is a great person to mention because he was on the waiver wire, I think, in in our league for the first half of the season, and then he started to really go off. And so that's the case with Richardson. Probably he's probably going to be available. And you can kind of pick him up maybe a week or two early when he's starting to show some signs. And if you have kind of a Kirk Cousins or a similar, like not very exciting, safe quarterback too, you could consider Richardson as an upside bench stash potentially, but you probably don't need to have him on your team for fantasy purposes until you see something. Cause that I'm really worried about the Colts. I know Pittman is there, but other than that, if they don't have Taylor, especially, I mean, Zach Moss, I think plays for them and just broke his arm. So they, yep. I don't see them making this huge leap this year. I think it's going to be a rebuilding year. So yeah, Richardson, very exciting athlete, but for fantasy purposes, let's wait and see. Kind of like Justin Fields.
1: Um, I will mention, um, Josh Downs, player out of um North Carolina, was drafted there. Um, I think that he's going to be pretty dynamic for them in the slot. I think that they do at least have that going for them. I think that that guy has a real knack for getting open. Um, and I think that that's going to be really good for Gardner Minshew. I just am not entirely sure when Anthony Richardson will be seen this season. Um, and if he does play, I imagine that he will be a startable quarterback. I, I don't see how he wouldn't be. Um, I'm just not entirely sure what his high end is.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it could be Lamar Jackson. That's the that's what everyone's hoping for. Right? Yeah, but that's, but that's a lot to ask from a rookie. I don't know.
1: I don't know. It might be true. It might be.
0: Might be true. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say BS. I want to say BS. Wow. I think the athlete is very talented, but I don't think it's going to show in the first half of the season and not for fantasy purposes. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I like it. I like it.
0: What, what else you got?
1: You know, I, I think that the one that we need to talk about is a, I'm really glad that I get to pose this to you because you kind of are the world's leading expert on Calvin Ridley. What do we do with this guy? What are what are what are we thinking at this point, Jamie? Are you believing that Ridley's going to come in and be a wide receiver one with Trevor Lawrence? Are you buying that hype or is that is that BS?
0: I'm gonna say it's BS, and here's why. I I like Ridley. So people forget he was actually like a very talented. You know, he was the heir apparent to Julio Jones, and he was the better receiver in an offense in the Falcons a couple years ago that had Julio Jones. Though he was the better receiver, so he's very talented. He what did he do? He bet on himself, uh, gambled on himself and that cost him. He gambled him a on the year.
1: team, not on himself.
0: Okay, gambled on the team. Um, so maybe he's a bit of a knucklehead. But uh, and he hasn't played for a year. So I, I just have these questions already. And then you add that into you think about Evan Ingram, who is a real thing now. People need to get used to it in the Jaguars offense. I mean, wow. Uh and then who'd have thought, right? Uh you have, have Christian Kirk, who they paid a ton of money to be there as their wide receiver. I, I just don't know. And then you have Zay Jones, who's actually, again, another surprising fantasy darling from last season. Trevor Lawrence has a lot of targets suddenly to to throw to, it. not to mention ETN out of the backfield, who's a great pass catcher. I don't see it, again, just because of lack of targets. Um, so I'm going to say BS. I think you're going to be disappointed with Ridley's huh. production.
1: Interesting. I'm also saying that it's going to be BS, because I, I do think that there's a lot of targets there. I agree with that. I think that Ridley's good. Um, But I think that the problem is, is I think that Ridley suffers from what Juju Smith-Schuster suffers from. He's a, he's a really, really good number two in my mind. I've never seen him perform as the number one receiver, even when he was in the, when he was on the Falcons, when, when he was playing, he wasn't, he wasn't dominating. And that's because he didn't have that Julio effect to take away pressure from him. I personally I think he's really good. I think he's the best receiver on that team, but I'm not necessarily buying the hype.
0: Yep. So we're in agreement about that one. (laughs) I know I've been really negative today. Uh, All three of these I've said are BS. Um, So I'm hoping that with this next one, uh, maybe we can, I I might have a more positive outlook here. So my next one here is Zay Flowers and the Ravens in general. So I want to talk Ravens because Odell Beckham joined the team, right? So we have Beckham and Flowers, and that's kind of their wide receiver one and two, um, or maybe two and one, I don't know. Uh, Is the rookie ready to take that big step? People are really hyping him up this offseason. And then Odell, you know, people, I don't know if I've heard as uh, as much excitement about Odell, but he's, you know, he's an established receiver. So what do you think of this whole offense? And Lamar saying he's going to throw for 4,000 yards. Oh, no, Justin Fields said that. But Lamar is saying he's... (laughs) He's going to come back and, uh, you know, be better than ever and prove the Ravens right for paying him the big money. So what do you think? What do you Uh, think of the Ravens?
1: uh, Okay. Ravens in general.
0: Yeah. Ravens in general. And these two guys,
1: um, I'm not buying it. (laughs) Why? I, um, I, you know, I think that the uh, the offensive scheme change is going to be cool. I'm really excited for that because I mean, Greg Romans literally quoted Greg Roman, former offensive coordinator of the Ravens, by the way. Um, Quoted as, you know, when asked kind of like what the philosophy on um, on offense was, uh, he said medieval last year. So it, it's going to be exciting to see Lamar kind of operate in more of a spread system. Um, he's got a lot of good receivers who are going to be able to play in that dynamic system, right? Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, right? I think that that's, that's a lot to be excited about. I actually think that JK Dobbins is going to be pretty relevant in the passing game as well. If they decide to utilize him that way. Um, I think for all of that, that's really exciting. That being said, um, Rashad Bateman managed to get hurt while he's still hurt. Um, Odell Beckham has Hardly played in the last four seasons. I mean, between the two of them, I really don't trust either of them to stay healthy. I don't trust Lamar not to get sick at some point. Love Zay Flowers. I do. I just don't know if it's going to be this year for him. I hope so, because I want to see him succeed. I think he's a great dude. Awesome, unbelievable guy. And he's a really, really good player, too. So would would I like it to be Zay Flowers' season? It might be. That, I really do think, might be true. But... The rest of it especially bateman i'm I'm out
0: I'm gonna go true on this one I think the, the Lamar had such a bad season last year and he still was like quarterback seven or something crazy like he was still a top ten quarterback fantasy wise and so then you think about okay where's that production coming from his legs I mean yeah but also <laughs> he's 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 not terrible throwing the ball and um he hasn't had the best weapons recently when they traded away hollywood brown uh he's got mark andrews right but i think flowers could really provide that um that spark in the offense and so i want to believe in the rookie odell i don't really care that much he's probably going to settle in as like a nice wide receiver two or something or three um and then you got bateman who doesn't really do much for me but flowers i think I mean, now they have a room, right? They have a wide receiver room for for Lamar. So let's let us let it rip. Let's see what he can do through the air. And I believe, so I'm going to say true. I believe in the Ravens.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even disagree with your points. I just don't believe in everything else. So I personally am out. But I understand. Now, now that I've kind of crapped on your little hype train, you can try to crap on mine. So um, I just want to talk about George Pickens. I don't really know if I believe in George Pickens or not, I don't think I do because um, I don't think that he separates at the highest level, but at the same time, I do want to believe in him because I mean, watching this dude just absolutely check cornerbacks at the line of scrimmage and just send them flying onto their butt. He, he recently did an interview that I read where um, where he was talking about that. And um, that basically comes from uh, basically when he was in high school, George Pickens used to be a running back. Right. Oh, and okay. he said that he liked being a running back because he got a lot of attention. A lot of people looked at him. And when he switched to receiver, people weren't looking at him as much because he wasn't touching the ball as much, right? And uh, that made him mad. So he started shoving people to get attention. He he read books and studied blocking um, to try to get the attention of the crowd again because he's that addicted to it.
0: This is ridiculous. I think you like him because you see yourself in him or something. Like you like this kind of scrappy little... Like attention. No, guy. I don't.
1: I think he's a maniac, but I'm I'm obsessed with it.
0: I know, but do you think he's going to be fantasy relevant? That's the question here. Do you buy the hype train that he's going to make the Steelers a playoff team and be fantasy relevant?
1: Um, no, I don't. I I think I, I I opened with the reason why. I just kind of wanted to talk about him. I I just don't think he's. I don't think he's sharp enough on his routes. He he doesn't separate nearly as well as like a player who has the catch radius that he does. Because like, while he is probably one of the best contested catch players in the league, he he can't separate on his routes. And if he can't get open, then he can't get targets. And that's not good for fantasy, especially in a PPR league.
0: Yeah, I just remember him getting like countless, it feels like three for like 60 yard games, you know, and that that doesn't cut it in fantasy, not in a PPR league. So for me, I'm definitely out on this. Um, I think the Steelers always find a way but I don't think it's going to be through Pickens necessarily. I think they're going to, they're going to spread it around. They like Friar a lot. They like Najee out of the backfield, who also had a down year.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but Pickett, Pickett, the quarterback, I think, will probably take some sort of leap, and I think the Steelers will make their way into the playoffs like they always do, but I don't know. Pickens, fun character, not very fun to have him on fantasy last year. Hmm. All right, I've got another one for you. So, you know, I got Justin Fields on my mind, clearly. Um, because there's a lot of hype going on with the Bears right now. Uh, Fields is the one that said, I'm going to throw for 4,000 yards, which is, I'm just going to say right now, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, that's quite a quite a leap there. But um, I want to know your opinion of Justin Fields and the Bears offense. Do you think that he's going to take some sort of leap this year and be fantasy relevant, like he was in the tail end of last year?
1: Um, yes, I think that Justin Fields is going to be dominant. I-, I think that's very true. I think that he is going to probably have a Jalen hurts like year this year in fantasy. I I don't think that's a question. Um, 4,000 yards though. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. I want to know how many yards he threw for last year. I don't even know, but I'm going to guess it's probably below two.
0: Yeah, it it definitely wasn't anywhere close to 4,000. I think he just kind of said it because the the interviewee was kind of setting him up to say, yes, I'm going to throw for a bunch of yards and maybe he felt like he had to say that, um, but okay. you know what? That's, okay. that's not he, what makes him special. He threw for
1: 2,300 yards. He he eclipsed two. I, I'll put some respect on his name. Maybe he'll get three.
0: And he was dealing with nothing. He had nobody to throw to. He was thrown to, like, Equinemius St. Brown, I think. Yeah. So now that he has DJ Moore, now that he has, like, a, a fine running game, and he's able to be their RB1, right? We saw that last season. He's got other players. Darnell Mooney coming back, right? Um, He's got Cole Komet, who's an underrated tight end. I'm excited about this offense, especially in a division that is not good defensively and is consisting of Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, and another team, the Detroit Lions, who are not Jared that great defensively either. Jared Goff. So these are not like world beaters. I think Fields has a chance to lead his team to a division title, and mm-hmm. that means he's going to be great fantasy-wise. And this is exactly like Jalen Hurts last season. No, I think no, no, can, no,
1: no, no, no. No could it. lead to a title. Do you think he will?
0: Yes. Well, okay. Yes. Okay. I think okay. it's time to believe in something. And uh, I think Chesley is the Bears fan in our league. Um, I think it's time to believe and time to throw all your support behind Justin Fields, who seems like a great guy too. So let's well, go. I'm
1: calling the Lions to win that division. So personally, I, that's where my heart is. Um, And uh, we don't have to talk about the Lions right this second, unless, you, unless, you, unless you're really craving to talk about the sun god. And we can talk about the sun god if you want.
0: Well, sure. Let's talk about the sun god. Yeah.
1: Oh. I, um, so, so I'm not sure if you're, if you're following the hype, but they're talking about, uh, extending the the sun God further down the field. That's kind of the one part of his game that he hasn't, uh, that he hasn't unlocked because, you know, obviously he, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, a, uh, dominant target hog, Jared Goff just loves him, just treats him just like Cooper cup back when he used to have him. It's, it's just a one-to-one replacement, but, uh, you know, the one thing about, amon Ra that hasn't been able to extend him into like the top top echelon of wide receivers has been um mostly the fact that his route is his, his a dot right his average depth depth of target is very low and uh, they're talking about giving him some deeper routes down the field and uh are you are you buying this hype are you are you buying amon Ra st brown as a as a top wide receiver option or are you uh are you saying that's bs
0: i'm buying it true true and I, I, I'm, I'm intentionally not saying the might be true kind of BS. Like, I'm not going in between. I'm saying either true or BS because okay, that, I okay. want to believe in things. This is the season of belief, and I believe in the Lions, like you. Okay. And I think that Amon Ra is clearly the the alpha in that offense. Right? The offense runs through him. He's shown immense talent, and this offense is going to be hungry. And it was one of the best offenses last season. So, I believe, and I want to see that. I think he'll be great. Um, when he gets some more, uh, you know, air yards, uh, b- before he catches the ball, I think that'll really get, bring his game to the next level. And I wanted to talk about Jameer Gibbs real quick. If we're gonna good, talk lines, good, good. Let's talk Gibbs because I don't know Lions. that much. Yeah, I don't know that much about him. But here's what I've been hearing. Um, I've been hearing he's like, you know, a gadget player. He can kind of do it all. He can, you know, he's he's like a a jack of all trades, right? He's a super fast. Um, I don't know much about this player, so I'm curious if I could pick your brain. What do you think about Jameer Gibbs? Do you think he's going to be uh, a contributor right away for them? A lot of people were surprised when they picked another running back and shipped DeAndre Swift out of town.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a Jameer Gibbs fan for sure. I, I think he's really talented. I um, I think that he he's dynamic. I think um, I don't think he's the best uh, running up the middle. I think he's going to kind of suffer from um. Similar issues that like Travis Etienne went through because he's just not the biggest back in the world, but he's really dynamic in space. And I think that if they kind of can figure out a way to utilize him, kind of like DeAndre Swift, then I think that they could be they they could be looking at a real real nice fantasy option. Everything that we wanted Swift to be, but actually, um, I, I think that a lot of the fear from him comes from the fact that people are worried that David Montgomery is going to secure a similar role. Um, to Jamal uh, Williams last year when, you know, stealing away at probably like 14 or so touchdowns. And I think that that's probably just a little bit um, over. I'd say the concern is a little overboard on that. I'd be more worried about Amon Ra taking some touchdowns this year than, uh, than David Montgomery personally, but um, yeah, I'm buying it. I like him. He's a really good player.
0: Yeah. I think Montgomery's never been explosive. Gibbs apparently is. So let's uh, I'll say I'm buying it too, just based on what I've heard. Um, and they've been really talking him up, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think let's let's just you know be excited about the Lions. They're finally relevant. Okay, I think they're gonna win the division. But let's go.
1: my question for you is about Jamison Williams.
0: Ooh, okay. Jamison
1: Williams, um, really bad training camp buzz right now. Um, Dan Campbell is talking about how um, Jamison Williams needs to work on his hand technique. Not sure if he's talking about catching. Not sure if he's talking about blocking. Not sure if he's talking about block shedding. Um, not great. Uh, he got in a fight with a teammate at practice this last week. Also not great. Um, currently suspended for the first six games of the season. Also not great. Are we um Are we still thinking that he's uh that he's going to be here, or are we are we a little concerned?
0: I'm concerned. I'm going to say this is um. Uh... Well, hype train, there is no hype train. This is this the is a, opposite. This is an
1: anti-hype train.
0: Anti-hype train. I think there might be some truth to this because it sounds like, I mean, he he was suspended, right? For for what did he do? He gambled Gambling. on games. Again, like Calvin so that's Ridley. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, uh, I don't know, knucklehead, knucklehead alert. And then, you know, did he really flash that much? Like, yeah, he caught one like 60-yard touchdown. I don't know. I, I need to see it translate to the NFL. And how can you see it translate when you're not on the field? So let's just not get overexcited about him. Let's um let's just let him kind of sit on the waiver wire and you know let's hope for the best for him but he's going to be like a second half of the season addition he's not relevant right now fantasy wise not relevant to the Detroit Lions in real life either so i'm going to say yeah there's truth to this anti hype
1: mm. okay yeah i'm 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 also concerned i think i think jameson has tyreek level speed and skills but i think that um i think that if he's not if he's not making it with the Lions, I mean, DeAndre Swift is a pretty good example of what it looks like when you can't get along with that coaching staff.
0: So, Quinn, I want to talk to you about Mac Jones and the Patriots. Uh, People are really sleeping on them this offseason. What do you think? Uh, The anti-hype, is it true or BS?
1: Dude, I think that the Patriots are in for a pretty big bounce back year. I, I think that a lot of people, like, forget, right? Like, I think that, like, A lot of people forget that Belichick, even though he runs the show there, he is a defensive coach first and foremost. He doesn't run the offense. Like he had Josh McDaniels doing that for him for a long, long time, and last year was the first year that they didn't have him. And they brought in like some cacophony of like I don't even remember all their names because it's just all of the like Belichick coaching tree guys who just weren't good enough to make it as head coaches somewhere else. And the coaching room was just a disaster. The, the 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 entire roster was pretty much a mess outside of like Ramondre stevenson and i think that this year is going to be very different as far as the passing game goes i mean we're talking about stories coming out of camp last year from the patriots talking about how like the coach doesn't even know the plays trying to install offenses from what he's watched other teams do on tv like it's that bad so any th- any kind of step up from there in my opinion, is good for both Mac Jones. And even if Mac Jones isn't good enough, Bailey Zappi might get some play. And I think that either of them would be much more confident than when they were last year, is is kind of my take on that.
0: Okay, so you actually convinced me of something just now. I'm going to say this is BS. Like, they deserve some praise and some hype because Belichick always finds a way, and the defense is always rock solid. And the offense has to be better than it was. That's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. However, for fantasy purposes, I think that Ramondre Stevenson is kind of the only fantasy viable thing on this entire mm-hmm. operation besides the defense. I mean, they, they just let free agents kind of walk in the building, have a cup of coffee and then leave. Like, I don't understand why they're not able to have some sort of superstar wide receiver or anything like that. So there's just no sizzle to their offense. So fantasy wise, I don't think they're going to be exciting, but reality, they'll be just fine. Cause they're Belichick led defense and they're going to be like seven and nine or seven and 10 at worst.
1: Mm-hmm. I I'm upgrading all Patriots wide receivers, at least a little bit. And um, at least from last year, and then you can expect Juju to come in and kind of be a Jacoby Myers plus, in my opinion, this next year. I, I think that if the, if the, I, I think that they're going to improve at least as far as receiving um, wise, I think that that, that They're just due because of just how bad that receiving room was last year because of how bad the passing offense was. But again, that's just kind of where I'm at on it. Um, Jamie, we've already talked about Jameer Gibbs, but what I want to hear is I want to hear how you're feeling um, about Bijan Robinson. And uh, are you buying the hype for Bijan? Are you thinking that he's going to come in and be like a a top five fantasy asset? Or are you, um, are you thinking it's BS?
0: I'm going to go ahead and say... BS, because the hype is out of control. Bijan, I don't know that much about him, Uh, to be fair, but I've heard he's like an elite pass catching back, and you probably know more about his college tape. However, I just find it hard to believe that he's going to be an instant impact kind of guy on a Falcons team that has a lot of moving parts still. Ritter is at the helm. We don't know much about this quarterback. I don't know. I don't know about this offense in general, and Bijan is a part of it. Um... So yeah, I mean, he's probably like a safe RB two, but expecting him to be like a breakthrough elite running back one from the jump seems like a bit too much. That's why I'm saying BS. I think mm. he's talented. I just don't think he's, he deserves all this hype yet. What do you think?
1: I think I personally think that he's going to be an RB one for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a low end RB one, admittedly but I do think that he's going to secure at least that much volume in Arthur Smith's offense. Um, see Tyler Algier last season, thousand yard rusher PFFs highest graded rookie runner. That guy's getting benched for Bijan that Bijan was drafted very highly. He's going to come in, he's going to run into the system. He's going to run wild. And if he catches anything, then that's kind of going to be a plus. Um, I think that the only concern, right, is that if he has any rookie, like any sort of rookie, you know, moments, like maybe he's not blocking well, um, you could see Tyler Algeau getting more more run than you would hope. But um, I think besides that, I think that uh, there's a lot to look forward to with Bijan.
0: You know what? I mean, you're making some good points. I, I just think back to last year with Damian Pierce and how frustrating it was um, dealing with, you know, whoever the heck their quarterback was, Davis Mills, um, just holding him back, right? He's an elite talent, but he was just held back by an inadequate offense. And that's what I think might happen with the Falcons. Uh, but you're right. They got Algier to 1,000 yards last season. And um, you know Arthur Smith is going to want to run. So it could work out. They could be a sneaky, great team that dominates their division that's not so great. So I don't know. I I want to believe. I'm just a little worried. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And uh, I wanted to talk about... Uh, Let's talk about Howell, Sam Howell, in terms of a kind of mediocre quarterback play uh, and questionable quarterback decisions. Howell is kind of topping the charts right now for a lot of people. I think he had a couple starts at the end of last season. He plays with the commanders, by the way, if you didn't know. And um, yeah, apparently he's a dual threat quarterback. Where he goes, the commanders are going to go. So um, do you think he's going to be the long term solution? Um, I haven't really heard that much hype about him. So it might not necessarily work for this exercise but um what do you think of Sam Howell and the Commanders um are they going to take flight now that the the owner has been uh has been evicted from the building
1: Yeah I think that um I think that the bad energy has done has done a lot to that to like, that organization that city but I think that the new ownership coming in I think that's massive just just for overall the the team in general I think they're going to play much better without having that kind of a cloud over their head, um, but as for Sam Howell specifically, I um I I, I guess it kind of depends on what the hype is because I think he has hype, but I think that he's a QB too with upside, you know what I mean? I don't think he's a starter as far as fantasy goes, um, I think he could be because he kind of does have a cute like little rushing upside, but at the same time. I think, um, nah. I don't. I I I wouldn't be taking him over any of the guys who should be starting in this league.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, Howell should not be anywhere on anywhere close to a roster. Um, you know, come you know September, and I think that maybe he has a chance to be maybe like Taylor Heineke plus this season. I just don't really know where That's the a, yeah are going. yeah I'll,
1: Taylor Taylor Heineke with rushing upside would be. Exactly how I would describe it.
0: I don't think the commanders want to win because of elite quarterback play. I think they want to win with like a running attack and a defense. So they're just not that exciting to me. McLaurin will be fine because he always is. And talent, the talent is so great. I don't know. They're just not exciting to me as an operation. So I'm going to say the hype, if there is any, is BS on Howell. I think they're kind of just twiddling their thumbs. Um, I think they're planning on moving on from Ron Rivera uh, as a part of the ownership change. That's also what I've been hearing. Right. So this season is gonna be kind of his final chance here. Um and they have Jacoby Brissett in the uh, in the building. That seems like a much safer play. Like I'd be higher on the whole team if he was starting, to be honest. Um, but that's where I'm at with the commanders. What else do you have?
1: Uh, I also really respect Jacoby Brissett as a player, and I would be higher as well. Um I wanna talk about Devonta Smith. Um and I wanna talk about him because I, I think the hype for him is getting a little bit out of control. Um, people are talking about Devonta Smith after kind of like the late season run that he had, um, in, in in an air that's kind of surprising to me. I, like he's being taken right up there with the top receivers. In fact, I saw a ranking recently which only had him and AJ Brown like three spots apart. And to me, I I just don't know if I buy it. And I want to know if you think that that's true or if that's BS.
0: I have not been hearing this hype. I'm going to say it's true because. I don't know exactly how excited people are about him, but the talent really showed itself last season. Um, it, he proved me wrong. Uh, I gave up on him immediately when he put up like a stinker in week one, I believe. And um, he's, he's the real deal, right? He's a perfect complement. He, I think he's more of a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. So I think that having him so close to AJ Brown, who's clearly the number one in the offense is a little bit premature. But, you know, in that system where Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in the league at throwing the ball, not to mention his running upside. I think that um, Smith is going to continue to feast. And I I want to believe, right? Let's believe in the young man.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think I can. I, I don't believe it. I think it's BS because I think that talent-wise, I think A.J. Brown's just in another stratosphere. Um, no matter what Devonta Smith does, he will never have the body type that A.J. Brown does. Um, that's a fact, no matter how good he is. Uh, and the other thing I'm going to say is, is, that Dallas Goddard's coming back. And I don't think people are ready for the fact that he was really good last year and he took a lot of targets and Devonta Smith's success only came after he went down. Um, I think that coupled with the fact that there's, um, there's now pass catchers in the backfield who demand to, you know, have targets as well. I, um, I think Devonta Smith is really good. I think he's going to finish similarly to how he did last year. Um, and I'm not, I, I think he's priced at his ceiling. I think that's my issue with it.
0: You know what? I forgot that Dallas Goddard was out. He's my guy as well. I've always liked Dallas. Um, That could really be a reason why Devonta went off. Um, and Because I don't think he's a one, right? He's not the one in the offense. Dallas Goddard might even be the two, to be honest. It's just the offense was so good last season that it could sustain three relevant pass catchers. It might change this season, you know, with the addition of the pass catching running backs, like you've been saying. So, Maybe temper your expectations, but I just want to believe in him. So I'm going to say true because I, I want it to say
1: happen. counterpoint to myself. Um, they really didn't pass much in the fourth quarter at all. Last year, the Eagles, they almost exclusively ran the ball. And I think that that's something that we can, we can look to see change. I, um I, I think that they're not going to be as dominant early on in games. And I think that there will be more passing volume overall. I think even given that, I still don't believe it, though.
0: Hmm. Okay. I mean, they're hungry for a Super Bowl. Uh, let's let's talk about this rivalry that's kind of been bubbling up in the offseason. We have Rodgers actively speaking out. Aaron Rodgers, new quarterback for the, the New York Jets, speaking out against the comments made by Broncos head coach, Sean Payton. Um, and he's basically defending his uh, now offensive coordinator, former... Uh, head coach of the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, and saying um, when Sean Payton called him out and said it was a terrible coaching job, he's basically defending his guy, right? Um, I want to talk about Rodgers and the Jets. There's a lot of hype about the Jets, obviously. Um, you don't need to, you know, you can't really go on ESPN without some Jets news. Do you think that the Jets and Rodgers are going to make the playoffs this season or even make the Super Bowl? Because that's where the the hype is at. And, you know, the flip side of it, do you think that Sean Payton is going to grow tired of Russell Wilson and eventually bench him, which is basically what people are saying is going to happen? So do you believe those two things?
1: Hmm. Do I believe both?
0: Well, yeah, let's start with the first one. Do you think that Rodgers and the Jets are going to make a playoff run and maybe a Super Bowl run?
1: Hmm. Okay, Um, I'm in on the Jets. I I I think that Aaron Rodgers is in a different mental space than he was in Green Bay. I think that he he's left. He he's entered a new building. I think the Jets respect him. The Jets are have only been like he's walking in there as the first like relevant quarterback to really be in that building in a long time. I mean, we're talking Namath, right? And I think that Aaron Rodgers is acting different too. I mean, and, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he locked in another year of his contract that he didn't even have to lock in. So he's committed for at least two seasons now, which is not what was expected when he came from Green Bay. So in my opinion, I I think that he's totally locked in. I think that we're about to see a pretty big bounce back here from Aaron. Um, I know Caleb is just bricked out of his mind listening to me talk about Aaron Rodgers, but I I I really believe this. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be good.
0: Wow, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say true because I want it to be true. The Jets have suffered so much. And they had such a great defense, and the offense just let them down so consistently last season. They got an adult in the building in Aaron Rodgers. He seems committed. He's shown that financially, verbally, with his actions. He's um He seems locked in, like you said, and I, I want to believe in this team. Because it's time for them to have some playoff success. Now, Super Bowl appearance is what people are saying. I also believe in that. I think that the Jets could potentially make it to the Super Bowl because they have that elite defense. And that could that could travel, uh, and I want to believe. Okay, yeah. let's go to the uh, Broncos' angle of this. So, what do you think is going to happen to the Broncos? Do you think they're going to implode like everyone's saying? The anti hype. Do you do you think it's true?
1: No, I am. Um, I, I'm. I'm subscribing to the fact that Nate Hackett is an awful play caller, um, and that he was an awful head coach, and that Sean Payton's exactly right. I don't think. I don't think that that's very hard to figure out in my mind. I think that Russell Wilson embarrassed himself last year. I I I'm worried that his confidence might be broken a little bit. Yet at the same time, I don't think that he's as bad as he showed that like he was playing last year. I think that that was an anomaly, and I think that I think that if anybody can work with a quarterback who has the struggles that Russ does, right? He he's short You know, I mean, Sean Payton's worked with short quarterbacks. He knows how to to make them excel. I think that there's a chance that Russell Wilson, he's not going to be what he used to be, but I think that he's going to be serviceable. And I think that the Broncos are going to be just fine.
0: I'm going to say true. You're saying BS to this anti-hype. I'm going to say true because this is not what you want from your head coach. If you're Russell Wilson, and I've heard this on several podcasts I listen to, and I, I tend to agree, this is a toxic relationship you have with your head coach. You haven't even started a game. Uh, this new season with your new head coach and he's already kind of like implying that you're a baby and that he's going to have to babysit you basically I don't like that and like I'd feel uncomfortable if I was working in that environment and uh, he seems to be a volatile figure who kind of goes after other head coaches uh, which is not appropriate and not not focusing on your team and helping your quarterback get better so if I'm Russell Wilson um, I'm concerned and if I'm Sean Payton uh, it seems like I'm I, I'm a bit of a loose cannon and I'm I'm ready to kind of, you know, I might bench Russell Wilson and kind of blow the whole operation up at the drop of a hat, right? And demand that I, I get my quarterback in there like somebody else. Um, so I just don't trust that Sean Payton is going to actually set up Russell Wilson for success. I think he'd rather just bench him if things are not going well and try something else because he's there for the long haul. Russell Wilson isn't. So I'm going to say this could go very badly. For the Broncos, uh, and it could be a mess. Uh, Sean Payton's a very talented coach, but I think he's a problematic personality. So I'm going to say true.
1: Yeah, I, this might be one of the things that I might have disagreed with you the most on ever, actually. Cause like I think that there's no way that they can be worse than they were last year. I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. There's no reality in my mind that he's going to be worse than Nate Hackett. i Do you really believe this?
0: I don't think he's going to be worse than Nate Hackett. I just don't think he's going to have the patience to ride with russell wilson and keep the roster consistent um i think they're going to be better yes okay but what we're talking about here with the anti-hype is the russell wilson sean payton relationship that i think is very tenuous i think russell wilson is on his last you know his last chance here to to start in the nfl frankly um so that's what i'm saying that. they're going to be better for sure doesn't get much worse but um that's that's what I'm concerned about. This weird dynamic going on between them. It feels really concerning and real.
1: Mm, I I don't think there's smoke yet. I, I I don't see Russell Wilson's heir apparent. Um, and I don't think he's on the roster right this second, at least. So I don't I don't know where they would turn. Um, but I do think that it's very conceivable that anyone can get sick of Russell Wilson. He's exhausting. I mean, as a Seahawks fan, you know how exhausting he is. Um, and uh, I think that right now Sean Payton he doesn't really have a choice but to but to ride, you know. Yeah. Broncos country. Yep.
0: It's true. It's going to be very interesting to see how how the season shakes out for these Broncos. Very awkward awkward vibes in the locker room right now. Uh, what else do you have that you want to talk about?
1: I think um I think we've gotten to that uh we've gotten to that part of the hour where it's time to talk about Kadarius Tony. Oh boy. Um. Isn't he just a fascinating player? Um, Not really. He is, though, because like he he I don't know how a guy scores two touchdowns on three touches in the Super Bowl. Like, how does that happen? Like, how does this guy have a wide open opportunity to be the wide receiver one for Patrick Mahomes and then just get hurt? I don't know what to do with this man. He's like the most talented player on earth but I'm starting to think that he's a figment of my imagination Jamie okay so what I'm asking you is Kadarius Tony worth trusting at all
0: I'm gonna say no he's already burned you so many times I'm I'm shocked that you still want to talk about him
1: look I want to talk about him for sure if he
0: was the wide receiver one in the Chiefs offense oh my goodness I would say let's go let's just let's just hope let's hope he stays healthy let's hope he has a full season with Patrick Mahomes He's going to be great. They're going to get him involved because that's what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes do is they get their playmakers involved. Um, yeah. So he already isn't healthy. So I'm just kind of done uh, hoping that he's going to stay healthy. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Like the talent, I guess, is there, but he's just burned you specifically so many times. I'm I'm shocked that you keep going back to the well. So I'm going to say BS. If there's any hype, um, I'm going to say BS to it right now.
1: Um. Yeah, I think that the reason I wanted to talk about him is cuz this is my opportunity to uh to announce that I'm also saying the hype is BS if there is any. I I think I think that the I think that the man is made of um i brittle tiny bones that shatter just upon anything. And by the way, he got hurt in a punt return exercise, so that was just kind of an extra punch to the gut. Um so yeah, I, I think I think it's over. I, I'm I'm I, I'm officially breaking up with Kadarius Tony. So
0: you're gonna have to change your team name.
1: I am. Wow, I am. that's a big and, moment. Uh, what? Where we're going? Not sure yet. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's breaking news.
0: That's that is breaking news. That should be a future uh, pod segment. Is uh the face of your franchise, Quinn? Let's we could kind of brainstorm some ideas.
1: I I think I you. need that. I think I need it. I I think I know who it's going to be. I I think it's the sun God, um, which is pretty easy for me to, to be be in buy-in, you know, being the one who found the sun God, um, you know, left the teachings of the sun God, like many, many religious people do. But then I saw the light. I came back and I came crawling and scratching my way back to his worship.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Well, this is breaking news and, um, you know what? I really want to believe in Kadarius, Tony, but uh, he's really burned us. So I, I think it's we hard. It's hard out. to
1: believe it in when I've seen the light.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I want to talk about Darren Waller on the Ooh, New York Giants. Okay, OK, because, um, you know, people were saying he's done based on his Raiders experience and kind of falling off the map, Um, even in a very shallow tight end uh, market with uh you know fantasy wise tight end is the most dreaded position now people are saying that he's moving differently he's moving all over the field that's what i'm hearing kind of the the same chatter the kind of cliches what do you think of darren waller in this giants offense is he going to live up to the hype or is it all bs
1: Mm, i'm gonna say he's gonna live up to the hype i like it i i i feel like darren waller um Oddly enough, seemed like there was a cloud over his head in Vegas. I I mean, outside of the fact that he got married to Kelsey Plum, I didn't seem like he had a lot going on there. Um, it seemed like there was, there was something wrong um, as to what he's going to do now. I, I'm, I'm projecting that he's going to be the number one target in this offense. I don't know how valuable that is because, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, he did pretty well last year, but it was mostly on the ground. And as a quarterback, you know, as a, as a thrower of the ball, I'm a little worried about his ability to do that. I I think that he has a little more talent than he had last year. Um, Jalen Hyatt is looking pretty good for them. Uh, He's also, this is a guy who's been uh, deemed um, skinny DK Metcalf by many, um, which doesn't sound good, but apparently he's doing well in camp. And uh, Wandale Robinson drafted last year, who uh, didn't get a little chance to show what he could do. I think that the passing attack is going to be more diverse. It's going to be better than it was. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. What are you thinking, Jamie? I'm going to say
0: BS because I watched the Giants last season and they just didn't throw the ball consistently. They didn't seem to want to. Uh, they wanted to run it through Saquon and uh, with Daniel Jones. And I just don't know if they're going to ever have a wide receiver one or a tight end that's reliable, even for fantasy purposes at a shallow position. I, I just don't know. And and from what we saw from Waller recently, I I just don't I don't know if he has anything left. I want the best for him, but I'm just kind of out because tight ends, they're they're inconsistent, and I I I don't know. It makes me nervous.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I like it.
0: Anything All else?
1: Right. Um. Honestly, not really. I uh, I I think we've kind of gotten through the biggest ones. Um, unless you want to talk about Brandon Cooks for any reason.
0: I do. Let's close with Brandon Cooks, who
1: I've heard
0: um, hype actually about this guy. I mean, he's, he look, he's been very consistent in his career. And um, a lot of hype uh, is basically they're saying that he's he's going to be like the missing piece. He's a perfect fit. He's like going to be the wide receiver two to CeeDee Lamb's wide receiver one. And uh, I, I want to know your opinion before I, I jump in here, Quinn. What do you think about Brandon Cooks being the missing piece on the Cowboys offense?
1: Oh, I think it's BS. I, um, I, I think that the idea that Brandon Cooks is being hailed as the savior of an offense run by Dak Prescott, who, let's be honest, he's just he's just Kirk Cousins with better PR. Um, C D Lamb, you know, he's great. He's going to do his thing to take away space for him. But I, I think the idea that Cooks is still a speedster, the idea that he's going to do much of anything, honestly, uh, I don't. I don't buy it. I, 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 think that he's old, and I think that old receivers and speedsters don't really go together. I don't think that's really a thing. Even if you're Deshaun Jackson, like I don't know. At this point, I, I, I just I'm out.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think it's all smoke. Um, yeah, I, the Cowboys bore me to be honest. I don't think they've done anything to upgrade their roster that much this offseason, and they're going to be heading for the same fate, I think, that they do most seasons. And Brandon Cooks is not fantasy relevant to me. Um, And if he is, maybe it would be like a flex option at best most weeks. So, yeah. Wow, okay, so we just went over a lot of uh, training camp hype, and we kind of either called it true or BS, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what ends up being true and what ends up being BS um, based on how the season unfolds.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I um it's good to be back. And uh yeah. Uh what do you say that we uh we close it up with a little mailbag, Jamie?
0: Let's do it. I'm shocked that we had any mailbag at all, to be honest oh, with
1: you. They they I opened up the bag and uh and they all came pouring in. So uh first mailbag, we've got foster. Who's your sleeper team manager in the doghouse rules this year and why? Jamie, what do you got? Wow,
0: so I've been a little unplugged admittedly from the Doghouse Rules League. So I'm dipping my toe back in there after a uh you know, an off season, an off season. Um and I think that based on what I remember from my, when I wrote my power rankings, there might be more on that in the future, by the way. Um I'm thinking that maybe a sleeper manager is my old nemesis, Troy I heard he made the little man playoffs. My sources told me that recently, and I was I raised an eyebrow because I saw his roster; it was kind of in shambles, and mm-hmm. I, there were questions about whether he was mentally checked out, uh, yep. whether he was kind of a has been um, on drugs, stuck in the past on drugs. There's been a lot of rumors swirling, but he still managed to put together clearly a you know a fairly decent season, and then he was able to make some noise in the admittedly the little man playoffs but still in, oh in he the won playoffs,
1: it he came he home with the, the with the little man championship
0: that's big that that shows a level of commitment you know that i I guess I wasn't sure he had so you know I, I'm looking at him a little differently and I'm, I'm a little impressed I'd say and a little concerned
1: mm. Mm. okay okay mm-hmm. I um i I like the choice I think that Troy's got a lot of pedigree in this league and if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a a, a post type sleeper if you will. I think that Troy would be would be a good decision. However, um, personally, I think everybody is uh, is probably sleeping a little too hard on Zach coaches. I. Uh, that guy, that guy knows football, man, and he is going to come in and I'm I'm, I'm thinking that he's going to he's going to make more waves than usual. That guy is pretty steady Eddie in this league, but I, I have a feeling that um that he's going to take a jump this year. I don't know why. Just just vibes
0: all right you heard it here first yeah not much buzz about coaches but let's see let's see it well
1: he wants you to that's that's why he's a sleeper of course um all right we got an anonymous mailbag is kyle pitts officially a bust i'm
0: gonna say uh yes because you expected him to produce not only last season but as a rookie okay so um he's already kind of ruined your hopes and dreams as a fantasy manager so how could you trust him this season even if he does produce every now and then i think he's just destined to be kind of inconsistent in this offense that clearly wants to run not pass
1: yeah no i agree i think um i I think there's no doubt that he's a fantasy bust i think that that's that's just kind of a guarantee um at least as long as arthur smith is running this offense um but i the other thing that I'm going to say is is that like I I still think he's really talented and if something changed I think he could break through, but I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. Yeah, I don't see it. I'd stay away. Agreed, agreed. Um next one. Um last season you guys were talking about running backs falling off at around age 28. Is that still the expectation or is that something that um was kind of disproven this year with performances from like guys like austin eckler derrick henry right um and in my opinion because this is my take so i'll just kind of take it um i, I think that the 28 year old mark is still i think it's still indicative of kind of around the time that running backs fall off i mean again thinking about some of those guys we were talking about like dalvin cook suddenly not on the roster that age is also around the time that running backs are kind of beginning their second contract, which is also kind of a time when these running backs are starting to kind of be shipped out the door again. Um, I think that Austin Eckler and running backs like him, you know, receiving backs who get a lot of their production similar to wide receivers. I think that they get to kind of jump this rule a little bit because they're not taking on as much contact. So they kind of get around some of the durability issues. And then there's Derek Henry, who's, kind of just an anomaly all in and of itself. So I would say that like the age 28 thing isn't so much of what the important part about that take was. It's more running backs who are like a year into their second contract.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're the expert on this, to be honest. I think this was your initial take. And I'm inclined to agree based on recent history. And there's a couple anomalies, of course, which is the case at all positions. Um, But for the most part, I mean, the league is showing you how much it, how little it values running backs based on this whole like controversy about paying the running backs. Um, they are always looking to draft a young running back and run them into the ground, right? That's what everyone's saying. Um, and then they want to kick them to the curb when it's time to actually pay them or sign them up for a long-term deal. Um, and that's age-related for sure. There's this perception that you wear down, right, as a running back. So I think that 28-year-old uh, marker is is a good one. To keep in mind and as a fantasy manager i'd encourage you to really think about running backs as kind of like a warm body might suffice in a pinch right and there's backups on the waiver wire that would probably have rb2 production most weeks so i generally tend to want to devalue the position from a fantasy perspective in favor of wide receivers who i think have more upside generally speaking but we that's a discussion for another day but Yes, I'm inclined to agree with your 28-year-old um, take there, Quinn. I think that's a good one.
1: Cool. Um, what are your thoughts on our league's wide receiver market for the draft? Seems pretty dire when Alave is a top-five receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of just the case. Um, so a lot of people are keeping receivers in our league, Um I'm going to pull up a list right now so I kind of have it ready to access. But um, generally speaking, I think that we're going to go fully in depth on the player pool once it's finalized. Um, there's a, there's some stuff in the works. You guys might be hearing from us again this week. And um, I'm going to save that announcement for that, I would say.
0: Great. I mean, that does sound dire to me. That's my first reaction is, oh my gosh. Chris Olave is going to be a top pick. Are you kidding me? Like, it's got me worried. So, yeah, that's concerning. But also, that's a good sign, I guess, in terms of people's fantasy IQ, that they're keeping their receivers. Because receivers, like I said, are really valuable and have higher ceilings generally than the running backs. I believe they're going to be more consistent. So,
1: yep. cool. I, I think that that's kind of... The league might be in lockstep on that. Um, So, last question. Is Travis Kelsey too old? Um. This is something that's kind of always talked about with him, but it kind of feels like that conversation happens every year. And the answer is always no. Um, so I don't think he's too old. I don't know what too old for Travis Kelsey is, to be honest. Uh I he he doesn't even get hurt. That's the thing. He hasn't been hurt since like his rookie year. I don't I don't know. I don't I he might he might play forever. He might play till he's 50.
0: Yeah, I think it's a tired take. Um, let's just enjoy the glory that is Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's Mahomes' like BFF. There, if you watch the and a, a Netflix series quarterback like I have been while I'm working out, right? Uh, it's a great workout uh, show. Flex. You don't really need to pay attention, uh, that much. Um, and it's it can kind of be on in the background. <laughs> He's just like a crazy maniac who just consistently produces, and he's an elite, the elite tight end at the position. You know, the second best tight end in fantasy is not even close to his level of production. Let's just enjoy it and stop worrying about his age. Age is a number, and he's he's just going to keep producing. You know, I'm not worried at all, um, and I don't like the trope of oh, he's too old, unless it's running back, like we discussed, because uh, I do think you need to worry about the age of a running back. But otherwise with other positions with less like banging around and less contact and tackling and stuff, like you don't have to worry as much talent rules overall. And Travis Kelsey is very talented in a great offense.
1: Nice. Well, that's a, uh, that's all the mailbag we've got for today. But um, honestly, those, those are, those are some banger questions. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Surprisingly uh, football related uh, these right. questions. Uh, I, I was expecting a little more, um, you know, maybe personal attacks or, you know, a take from a year ago.
1: With Well, look, look, know. you know, you have to remember that, you know, people are tame. People are, people are just happy we're here.
0: Yeah. Well, it does feel pretty good to be back. I have to say, Quinn, I mean, I miss catching up with you and I feel so behind on all this fantasy news and football news. Um, but it's, it's exciting. I, I've got that kind of those butterflies in my stomach for the new season. It's a, it's a time of possibility for your Titans, for my Seahawks, for, you know, everyone else's favorite teams. And I just hope that we kind of can all enjoy it together and enjoy this creative endeavor that we, that we pursue together uh, in the coming weeks. I hope we can produce some more for these, the good people, the good listeners.
1: Yes, exactly. And I, I, I cannot wait to, uh, to, to give out all the content, all of the knowledge and, uh, and lift everybody else's fantasy uh, fantasy floor much higher as I seem to love to do.
0: Right. Yep, it's the double edged sword, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. We're going to hope to pump out some more content for you in the next couple weeks while we still have some free time. And uh, I hope you're having a great time in your life and uh, things are going well and you're looking forward to the football season. Uh, so, for Quinn Anderson, for myself, Jamie Williams, signing off. Until the next time, take care and goodbye. <laughs>